0: This is Chris Brooks. Thank you for listening to this edition of Equip. Be sure and subscribe for free so that you don't miss an episode. For more information, visit our website, equipradio.org. Chris Brooks here, and I want to thank you for listening to this edition of Equip. Did you know that we are funded by the generosity of listeners just like you? As we approach the end of this year, would you please consider giving a special gift to this ministry? Just call 888-644-4144 or give at equipradio.org.
1: Please enjoy the following pre-recorded encore presentation of Equipped with Chris Brooks.
0: Well, hey there, friends. Welcome to another exciting edition of Equipped with Chris Brooks. Absolutely thrilled to have you on board today. Why don't you do me a favor? Strap on your seatbelt. We're gonna navigate through the contours of culture, as always with the lens of the biblical worldview on. But before we do that, let me remind you, this is the day that the Lord has made. He has given it as a gift so that you and I can rejoice and be glad in it. So let's do just that. Let's follow the words of the Apostle Paul. Let's rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And with that being said, I want to welcome you into what will be a very interactive and kid friendly edition of Equip. Today, we're wall to wall kids. We want to talk to you about how to help your kids to navigate through their emotions. Let's be honest. Our kids might be small, but they have very big feelings. They are constantly asking the question of what if? We're uh, dealing with things like fear and worry and anxiety. But here's the big question. Where do they go with those feelings? And how do we create an environment within our home in which kids, on the one hand, can be emotionally honest, but on the other hand, not be owned by their emotions? And the other point in this conversation is the reality that in addition to dealing with their own feelings They have to deal with ours as well. Yeah, that's right. We bring it home with us. We bring the stresses from work home with us. We bring our own fears, our own anxieties about the future, all of those things. And so what do we do to help to make sure that we're not adding to the problem? Maybe you are listening right now and you have a child that's dealing with fear, dealing with anxiety, dealing with worry, constantly asking what ifs. And you're wondering, how do I help them to process through all of these emotions? Well, today is your day. The phone number is 877-LIVE-675. That's 877-548-3675. If we can help you today, I want to do that. I got a great resource, or actually a couple of resources. Uh, so I have a phenomenal guest that I'll be bringing on in just a moment. But you helped to make this broadcast special. So I want to encourage you to call 877-LIVE-675. That's 877-548-3675. If we could pray for your child, if we could help you as a mom or a dad to navigate your child through the big emotions and feelings they're having and helping them to land at the place of peace that Christ has called us to, we want to be able to do that. Josh Straub is with me today. He is most famous or renowned for his role as being a husband to Christy and a dad to their two amazing kids. But while he's on stage, Josh is a speaker, he's an author, he's a marriage and leadership coach, has a podcast and a TV co-host. Him, And Christy, stay pretty busy leading out Famous at Home. It's a company that is committed to equipping leaders and corporations in emotional intelligence and healthy family systems. And I believe they're going to be a huge blessing to you as well. Uh, Josh speaks uh, really uh, throughout the country and uh, is the author of seven books. And he's with me today. We're we're going to talk about uh, what I'm feeling And uh, also, we're going to talk about what do I do with Worry, two books of the seven that he has helped to write.
1: Josh, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, Chris. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Hey, it's great to have you. It is great to uh, read these books. I was jokingly uh, sharing with you a couple days ago, man, storms come through my town, uh, these uh, thunderstorms, and it's at night. And my kids, I love them. And they piled into my bed. I had kids all around. It was not a great night's sleep for me. uh, But they were all resting securely when I woke up and left for work. But I had feet on my back, I think one foot (laughs) on my face. That's just kind of what was going on. Uh, But it was a reflection of something, wasn't it?
1: Oh, man. I'm telling you, you you had talked to me about that and just said, I'm a student today. And I I think... For all of us, that's that's what we are. We're students of our kids, and and I think that's what this conversation comes down to when we when we look at what are they feeling and, and what is going on in their inner worlds. Is we have to become students of our kids, and uh, a lot of times those moments you said you know they were sleeping soundly, they were they were uh, uh, feeling secure. Man, what a great description of—it's uh, really a, a beautiful picture in a finite way of what we as parents offer that peace that calms our children's brains. But, man, you and I both know that uh, our ability to be able to do that stems back there to Philippians four, when when Paul writes that uh, you know we give our anxieties and our worries to God. Uh, in a neurobiological way, there is an actual, you know, researchers so there's an actual calming effect on our brain when we give our worries to God in prayer. And uh, that that's that peace then for us to feel secure in who we are in Him. And so it, it it's a reflection for us as parents from our relationship with God and transcends down into our relationship with our kids, because that's what we get to do as parents. And it's a great privilege to be able to do that. Talk about your inspiration,
0: you and Christy, and writing the books, the kids' books, uh, more broadly, famous at home. Where's the inspiration from this? For, for this, come from?
1: Yeah, you know, for many years we were finding that as we were serving families, uh, you know, ultimately our inspiration comes for the next generation. It's 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 our children, uh, your children, their generation. But ultimately, what we were finding was that so often. When we first became parents, we were overwhelmed by all of the parenting advice and research and experts that were out there, and many of them were contradicting one another in in, in what they said to you. And so we got to a place in our lives where we said, okay, Lord, what what will really matter? At the end of the day, when our kids are – when we're watching our grandkids, you know, uh, Lord willing, when we're watching our grandkids run through our yard, what will have really mattered in life? And what we found was this sense that uh, our, if I can sum up all of parenting research into one primary conclusion uh, for the sake of, of time, it is that it's become who we are. And the more that I found this, it was the sense of creating emotional safety in the home that our kids felt secure. Just like they did in, in, in your bed that night with the thunderstorms coming, this sense of emotional safety in the home was enough to calm the brain to get our kids to think straight. The, the, the opposite of that is when our kids are living in fight, flight, or freeze or constantly not knowing what they're going to get or they live in an atmosphere, an environment around them where it is constant fear or it is, you know, shaming or ridiculing or that type of thing. And, and they are uncertain. Uh, it, 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 the brain doesn't think straight in those moments, which is why I think Paul – when he writes in Philippians four, you know, give your anxieties to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding and keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. It's not until then that he says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true and pure and holy and excellent, anything noble, praiseworthy, think or meditate on these things. And I think Paul understood that when we're anxious and overwhelmed, we don't think straight. And Neurobiologically, we find in research that's true today. And so I love the way that the research proves the Bible to be true and how we relate to our kids. And so for us, this whole idea of being famous at home was we realized that that the more we show up in our home, the better able we are to help our children, because our children are already our biggest fans, right? I mean, they they are cheering us on, They, they want to be our biggest fans. But we ourselves have to realize that the greatest red carpet will ever walk us through our front door and that when we hone in on our children and providing that security and that safety in the home, what it does is it gives them the ability to think straight and then leads to all the major outcomes we desire in our kids from a faith that sticks to great grades to whatever success we want for them to have in life. Almost every major outcome we desire in our kids stems back to that emotionally safe environment that we create for our kids.
0: How do we create an emotionally safe environment? We're going to talk about that. And how do we help our kids to navigate through the intense emotions that they're feeling? Maybe you as a grandparent or as a parent, uh, this has been your question. You're seeing your kid deal with worry or fear or anxiety. And you're saying, man, how do I help them to navigate through that? The roller coaster between happiness and sadness that they uh, are encountering. The phone number is 877-548-3675. We're going to get to your calls in just a moment, but I want to ask Josh a a few more questions just so you can understand uh, the, the depths of his ministry. And maybe as you listen to Josh, you recognize that this is a guy who's thought deeply about this. He's got a, uh, an undergrad degree in criminal justice, a master's degree in counseling, uh, a, a PhD in professional counseling so he's bringing yes a depth of studying scripture but also uh, just some really deep and intense study into how we God has wired us, how he's created us and how his word, answers what ails us Josh uh, I want to just talk about uh, the little ones because you know we went through some things a couple years ago we had a a death in the family kids were younger and just trying to figure out how they were processing emotions were hard because not all kids are kind of verbally expressive so how do we know with the kids in particular that aren't verbally expressive how they're feeling or how do we help them to communicate how they're feeling
1: yeah, that's a fantastic question. And you're right. Uh, every child is unique and they're all different in how they express themselves. And so one of the ways that we do this, you know, you mentioned my bachelor's degree in criminal justice. My, my start in this process was working with juvenile delinquents. And one of the first things that I would do with juvenile delinquents when I first started meeting with them is I would give them a feelings chart. And the reality was because that a lot of times they themselves, my job was to help them feel remorse on their victims, but they couldn't feel remorse because nobody had ever taught them how what, what feeling remorse felt like. Nobody had ever felt remorse for them, uh, for what they had been through uh, in their own lives and the pain that they endured. And so one of the best things that we can do for our young kids is help them to learn how to identify a feeling. And so in in the book, What Am I Feeling, uh, in the back of that kid. Book is a, a perforated pull out feelings chart that uh, it's a poster that I you can hang in on front your kid's of me bedroom. Right now. I got it. Uh, I love right it. Right now. I love it. Yeah, you hang it on your refrigerator, put it on your kids'. Um, uh, bedroom, whatever. And, and just, it's an opportunity to step into their world and give them emotional language. So in other words, you know, the brain grows, there's a number of different ways the brain grows. One of them is from the right to the left. So the right side of the brain is that experiential here. And now part of the brain, it's when your kids are coming into the room, they're, they're overwhelmed with fear because of the thunderstorm. It's when they might come in crying and you have no idea why they're crying, but it's linked to sadness because of the death in the family. Um, but but they, they have the, – that that's the right side of the brain. That's what's happening in the here and now. That left side of the brain is the linguistic side. It's where we put language to the moment. It's where we put language to what it is that we're feeling. And the way that I love to describe this is – the middle of the brain is called the corpus callosum. I like to de- I like to describe it as the binding of the book. So, in other words, what we're doing is when we can put language to our experiences, when we can help put our kids put language to what it is they're experiencing, we're entering into their story and helping them write a coherent story for their lives. And sometimes wow. this happens when we have them point to a, a feeling, a face, and they just point to that face and they say, "This is what I'm feeling." Or as our son, uh, one. One of the things he would say is, I feel flippy in my tummy when he would be scared or overwhelmed. You know, sometimes you can ask little kids to point to what are they feeling in their body physically right now? And for some kids, they can't identify maybe a feeling in their body or or a, or an emotion per se. But one of the ways we help them is to get them to draw a story, you know, of, of, of what is going on in their mind. What is it that they're afraid of? What is it that and sometimes, even though they're not verbally expressive, they might be artistically expressive. That's and so good. through crafts or drawings or whatever, you know, have them go in wherever you see their strengths or wherever they can express themselves and have them do it. Because that, that picture, that drawing, that 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 art is going to tell a story and help them put language to what it is they're feeling. I love it. And I'm telling you guys, I got my feelings
0: chart right in front of me from afraid to happy From jealousy to guilty, from angry to sad, surprised, embarrassed to brave, we want our kids to be able to identify with their emotions so that they can express them in healthy ways so that we can help to lead them to the place of peace that Christ has promised for us. Josh is just getting started. Hopefully you can see this is going to be a rich conversation. We want to incorporate you into the conversation. The phone number as we get ready to go to break is 877-LIVE-675. That's 877-548-3675. Maybe you have a small child who has big feelings and you want to know how do I help to manage those in a healthy way so that they can express it in a healthy way and so that we can make sure that those feelings are not owning them and leading them to places that God does not want them to go. We're also gonna talk about what are some of the big mistakes that we as adults often make when it comes to our kids and them expressing how they feel. Why are your kids feeling the way they do? That's what we're gonna talk about today with Josh Schraub and you stay tuned. 877-LIVE-675 or equipradio.org. We'll be right back right after this. As the year comes to a close here at Equip, we've seen so many lives change through our daily communication of the gospel. Help us to expand our reach by giving a year-end gift. Now, I know that some of you can afford to give gifts of $100 or $500 or even $1,000, and we thank you for your partnership. Really, any amount will help us in our mission to promote the gospel. Together, we can reach the world. Make a difference with a year-end gift today by calling 888-644-4144 or go to equipradio.org. Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks. We're helping uh, to train parents on how to be a partner with their kids and navigating through their emotions. Uh, Got a couple of books here. One I love, and and I'd love to start here with uh, the story of of Willow. Uh, Can you introduce us to Willow in the book,
1: What Do I Do With Worry? Absolutely, yeah. Willow is a little girl who uh, she goes to a new neighborhood. Her family moves, and uh, so she's dealing with obviously the feelings of moving away from uh, you know familiar friends that she uh, knew. And uh, a lot of these what-ifs that you were talking about, because all of our uh, worries tend to begin with a what-if. And so we're, Willow starts to worry. Uh, she starts to worry, you know, um, you know, what if uh, my new bedroom is scary? Uh, and then along the journey, she has a, uh, a Sam, who is the main character in the previous book, What Am I Feeling? He pops up over the fence. So she's moving to Sam's neighborhood, and he pops up over the fence and says, uh, hey, would you come to my birthday party? And so now all of a sudden she's, you know, worried, not just worried about moving to a new neighborhood, but she's worried about going to this new birthday party with friends that she doesn't know. Will they, what if they don't like me? Um, Even to to, to worries like what if they have chocolate cake instead of vanilla, Um, you know. That's a big deal. That is a big
0: deal. (laughs) Well, you know, on on a serious note, you know, I often, my wife is – is a is a social butterfly, and she typically does well in various diverse settings. Her family grew up eating, you know, um, foods from different cultures. I'm a pretty narrow diet type of guy, so it may not be, you know, chocolate ice cream versus vanilla ice cream, but I'm constantly asking my wife, what do you
1: think is going to be on the menu, and will I survive? <laughs> well, and, and what's funny about that is – is is you know a lot of times as, as parents we tend to you know we, we it's easy to downplay our kids worries as if they're yes. silly yes. and even one of willow's worries in the book is what if my what if my parents think i'm I'm being silly, or that that what I'm worried about is silly. You know, kids even worry about am I being silly with my worries, or what if my parents think I'm silly? And so there's there's worries from thunderstorms to all kinds of things, and even like especially for little kids, you know, what if the stars fall out of the sky? You know what? (laughs) um, You know all these types of things. And so Willow goes on, and she has uh, she starts to. Uh, her grandma uh, comes out with a plate of cookies, and her grandma notices her. Uh, she comes out with vanilla rainbow sprinkle cookies and uh, notices that she she's feeling down. And grandma just continues this conversation with her to help her understand what her what-ifs are and to start to identify them and to start to name them. And uh, throughout the story, grandma gives her just uh, – uh, really, sage wisdom and and advice uh, biblically from understanding that you know God. How much more does he take care of the birds of the air? How much more will he take care of you? You know, Matthew yes. 6. And and she sees this bird and she she says, you know, Willow, what if you were to hold that bird over there in your hands? What do you think would happen? And and she said, it would probably, you know, uh, you know, squirm and flap all over the place. And grandma says, that's right. Worries are kind of like holding a worry bird. And so she uses this uh, idea of a worry bird to say, you know, worries squirm and flap all over our minds, making us feel feel unsettled inside and uh, that's a phrase that is used so just the idea of giving our worry bird to god in prayer because he's got us as if he's taking care of those worry birds how much more is he taking care of us
0: 877 live 675 is the number 877-548-3675 maybe you're dealing with your own worries and you know that that's impacting your children and you want to know how do you navigate through all of that uh, the number 877-548-3675. Today is a great day for us to grow in our emotional intelligence on how we can partner with our kids. You know, I love this grandma in the book. She does such a phenomenal job. I want to come back to her in a moment, but it highlights that not every adult does a great job. And being able to navigate through their kids' emotions. So, what are some of the big mistakes that you see adults make sometimes, with great intentions, or uh, just maybe with blind spots?
1: Yeah, I think uh, there's there's three major mistakes that we can make with our kids when it comes to their emotions. One of them is to dismiss their emotions, um, dismiss, punish, or uh, minimize their emotions. And mm. and we do this in a number of different ways. Uh, and and like you said, you know. You know Sometimes we unknowingly do it. So for example, what we'll do is we'll confuse disobedience um or, or we'll cons- I'm sorry we'll confuse their negative emotion or their uncomfortable emotion with disobedience. So I'm in other guilty. words because a lot of times what happens is yeah, yeah they're co- it's coming out as disobedience. It's coming yes. out as yeah. like just, you know, not good behavior. There was an example I was using um, you know, our daughter, she uh she's 6, but uh, a little while back she was at a friend's house and she came home that day after being with the friends um And there was, there was multiple friends and, and she came home and man, she was just disrespectful. And this is not normal of her. She's normally doesn't cop an attitude. She's, but she was disrespectful that day. And we were just like, Kennedy, what are you talking, what are you doing? And we're coming down hard on her. Well, later that night, my wife was sitting in bed with her and she pulled out that feelings chart. And she said, Kennedy, can you point to what it is you're feeling right now? And, uh, angry was one of them. And the other one was embarrassed and, uh, and my wife said, Kennedy, did something happen today? She was trying to piece together because the behavior was so out of character. And uh, she found out that two other friends uh, had gone into one of the girls' rooms, one of her friends' rooms, and locked her out and said, we're just going to play by ourselves Oh wow! and left our daughter yes. out. Yeah. And so, but we didn't know that. So in other words, what we were doing is we're punishing, you know, her for her bad attitude. Yeah. But the reality was what was underneath that bad attitude is yeah. feelings of rejection and embarrassment yeah. that if we don't take time as parents, and this is where it goes back to the beginning of our conversation, becoming students of our kids and, and, and just sitting down with them and taking those few minutes to seek to understand really what is going on behind the behavior. I love it. You know, okay, here's where I need your help.
0: So with my little ones, oftentimes uh, it is around bedtime, right? And so it's time to go to bed. (laughs) You may want to send one of them, hey, go to your room, time to go to bed. And then next thing you know, it's, well, I'm afraid. I don't want to go to my bed. Something might happen to me or whatever. And, you know, for me, my natural predisposition towards that is, hey, they're just trying to stay up longer or they're trying to avoid (laughs) going to bed, and and Dad kicks in and says, no, 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 not tonight. You got to go to bed. How how do I process that maybe in a better way?
1: Yeah, great question. And again, uh, you know, with, with... when you have multiple kids, right? I mean, we've got three, uh, you guys have, uh, you guys have, uh, five you know, a number yeah. of ki- five at home right now. I mean, it's, it, it can be chaos at bedtime. And yes. so what we want to do is we want to make it go faster, <laughs> but I think there's, I, I think there's wisdom in you. Know, when Moses talks about in Deuteronomy six, about the times to be able to instill the word of God in the hearts of our kids. And he talks about bedtime being one of those times. And mm-hmm. I think there's a beauty in bedtime. And so now now I'm not I, please don't hear me say that this has got to be this guilt, you know, this guilty uh, you know, you have to every single yes. night with every single child, sit down and teach the word of God, you know, there are nights that it's just like get in bed, it's time to go to bed, we're going you know, <laughs> it is just like two minute bedtime drilled, yeah. we're out but 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 I think when we are consistently showing up for our kids at bedtime, I think it's the most vulnerable time of the day for a child. And yes, there's going to be times they just want to stay up late. You're going to have the individual child who, who who, that's his, his or her mode of every single time. But then there's going to be some of the kids that that they genuinely are scared. And I think that's where it comes back to being students of our kids and really seeking what is the underlying thing that's going on in our kids' lives. And, you know, uh, a lot of times my wife and I will will divide and conquer, you know, we're in, you know, there's some nights where she'll take one of the kids if, if both of them are really not doing well. You know, our youngest is one right now, so he's not he's not quite there yet. But, you know, with the other two, we're we're, um, you know, sometimes we're dividing and conquering. Some nights it's just one of them that just needs one of us to just sit with them or lay with them a little bit. And what I encourage parents to do is try to start bedtime a little bit earlier. Start the bedtime routine a little bit earlier, because when you do what you end up happening is you end up getting it in without getting frustrated.
0: All right, that question was for Chris Brooks. The rest I will give to our listeners, I promise. We will will come back. Denise, I see you in Nashville. I'll get you after the break. The rest of you, 877-LIVE-675. That's 877-548-3675. What a joy to have Rob, I'm sorry, to have Josh uh, Straub with us today. Uh, Famous at home. You can find out more at equipradio.org. Much more to come right after
1: this. You're listening to a pre-recorded encore presentation of Equipped with Chris Brooks.
0: Welcome back to Equipped with Chris Brooks. Josh Schwab is our guest today. He and his wife Christy they help to lead famous at home. They're committed to equipping leaders and corporations in emotional intelligence and healthy family systems. And I think that for you and I, helping our kids to navigate through the big world of their feelings and their emotions should be at the top of all of our lists. Let's be honest. Uh, They have had to deal with fears, worries, and anxieties like never before. How do we help them to navigate through it? We want to talk about that today. Josh, you ready to take some calls? That'd be great. Excited. Let's do it. Uh, Denise in Nashville. Hey, Denise, thank you so much for calling. What's your question for Josh? Josh?
2: Hi, Josh, how are you?
1: I'm well, Denise. I'm also in Nashville, so uh, great to talk to you.
2: (laughs) Great. Um, My question is just between COVID, the racial injustice, election, life in general, I find myself worrying a lot. And I'm just wondering, as a mom or as a parent, what could I do to not kind of, I don't know, to bridge the gap and not have my children kind of see that, you know, how do you kind of sweep that under the rug in a
1: sense
2: mm. so that it doesn't rub off on my children?
1: So good. Oh, that's such a great question. And it's one that um, I know so many parents uh, ask us all the time. And so one of the things that we talk about quite frequently is, and, and you, I don't know how long you've been listening to the program, but earlier on in the program, I said, we can sum up all of parenting research into one primary conclusion, and that's that our kids become who we are. And my wife and I often talk about that. We don't love the word parenting as much as we love the word becoming, because I think there's a um, there's an aspect of becoming uh, as an adult that's really powerful. And so the the thing that I would just really encourage you to do is, and, and this is what you know, we don't ask anybody to do anything we're not willing to do, and it's a thing that we've done for our own lives because uh, we ourselves struggle with these these things as well. And so we've. Sound, we, I I would just really encourage you to start with surrounding yourself um, with people who can help you take care of yourself. Because I think so often what happens as parents is we get this mentality that... you know, self-care is selfishness. And, and I don't think there's anything further from the truth when Jesus says to love our neighbor as ourself uh, or to th- that we love because he first loved us. I think we need to be in a place where we're receiving his love and receiving the support of those around us. And so whether that's your church family, a small group, a community, um, you know, around you, uh, it could be your own parents or, or extended family members, uh, a dear friend, someone that you can talk to, someone that you can call. I, I'll be honest with you. Just this past week, I've I've spoken to my therapist, my spiritual director, as well as a number of different friends for situations in my own life and things that mm. I'm experiencing because I don't want to pass that on to my kids. Um, I want to be able to process it so that when I show up for my wife and I show up for my kids – um, I have already took that somewhere else, but and then yeah. ultimately to God Himself, and so, so I just really encourage you surround yourself and take care, surround yourself with loving, godly people um, who will help you navigate these things, and um and uh, and focus on your own on your own well being. The other thing I would just encourage too for anybody listening is, uh you know watch how much you're 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 you're, you're your, it's your diet uh, not your food diet but your but the the information diet and how much information you're taking in because uh, yeah. there's so much yeah. fear in the news there's so much fear that spirit of fear can come into your home in a minute when we're when we're just constantly consuming it and so i just really encourage that the amount of time that we're spending in the word of god the word of god combats that and i think that, that that's a huge piece i'm not saying don't watch the news but what i am saying is be careful about how much we're taking in compared to especially the truths of Scripture, Josh.
0: is so good, and uh, I just want Denise uh, to stay on the line. We're g- we're going to give you a couple of the uh, books that Josh has given to hmm. us, just as a complimentary gift for you to uh, have. And I promise you. Even though they're written for children, they will be a huge blessing for you as well. Father, bless Denise. Give her peace, we pray, that surpasses all understanding. You promised it, and Jesus, we stand on that promise. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Amen. You know, I think another great thing, Josh, as I look at this uh, feelings chart is it seems like it's great not only for kids for you to ask which one of these are you feeling, but to be able to point out the ones that as an adult you're going through. So uh, Mm -hmm. helping them to process that, you know, daddy or mommy is feeling sad right now or afraid or happy you know, I know as men, we often, and, and again, in, in particular, I'll just back up for a moment and say, the older you are, I'm a Gen Xer, but the older you are, the less emotional range we were allowed. You know, growing up, it was like, okay, you're allowed two feelings. You can either feel anger, or rage, or you can feel lust, Right. And so between those two feelings, that's all you had. But, man, looking at this chart to be able to go again from jealousy to sadness to feeling embarrassed or surprised or guilty, this is the language that will really even help adults to navigate through their emotions. All right, if you want to join the conversation, it's 877-LIVE-675. That's 877-548-3675. Let's go to Angela, who's listening in Florida. Hey, Angela. Thanks so much for calling, for listening. What's your question for Josh?
2: Hi. Um, I'm in a, a blended family. My husband and I um, remarried uh, two years ago almost. And so um, the children, I have a child and he has two. And when the, when we joined together, it was very rocky. And um, one of the children has began to adjust. She's the oldest one, but the youngest one who is 10 is full of anxieties. I, I believe it has to do with a starting out of family members and an ex that was sure. very against this sure. and and spilled out into her the worries that she would be forgotten and these kind of things. So now we're at a point where um, the child has become disobedient, extremely disobedient. And very angry and bitter every time she's over. Sure. And of course, it's being, you know. So we want to nurture her, but at the same time, we have to correct her because it is affecting the entire family dynamic.
0: And, so and let me let me just ask this place place, question yes. real quickly because of time. How old is she? She's ten,
2: almost eleven.
0: All right. So, Josh, here we have obviously some real legitimate reasons why this child would be uh, worried, fearful, anxious. Obviously, it's being expressed in ways that aren't healthy for the overall family environment. What wisdom do you give to Angela?
1: Man, I just want to say, um, as a child growing up in a blended family uh, myself, I just, uh, you know, one of my biggest encouragements would be, and I don't know if you already do this, uh, you may, uh, but I would just encourage some one-on-one time. Uh, with with her and uh, allowing her to have some opportunities to just be, have fun with you. It doesn't need to be that every single one-on-one time or date that you guys have together out is talking about serious things. I think creating as much of a positive an environment for her as you possibly can, um, and just consistently showing her this is a consistent showing that, that you're that you will remain a stable presence in her life, and that means you're creating a positive environment, you're creating a fun environment, but but then also that also means that there are times that you're going to have some serious conversations with her. But it's that consistency that opens up the opportunity for those conversations to happen. And and any the other thing I would just say too is I would reward the opportunity. I, I would reward her for um, helping establish the family culture, the environment of the home. So you know, in these one-on-one times, just enlisting her as as a leader in the home, as someone who can uh, that, that you believe in her that you that you see uh, strengths in her and that you speak those into her life. Um, because a lot of times our kids get more no's than they get yeses. They get more of the negatives uh, than they get the positives. Yeah, and so yeah. um, it's it, it might sound counterintuitive, but when you create that positive environment and you speak words of affirmation and truth into her life, what it does is it calls her to a higher level in helping uh, become a, someone in the home who helps you create a different type of environment. That's so so that's th- those are some places I would encourage you to start and i would
0: also add angela if you 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 sound very committed to your marriage very committed to your children i love that i would say that as as josh has said several times throughout this conversation we have to study our children And if you're going to be a student of this and really delve deep into this, and I would encourage you to do so, one additional resource in addition to to Josh's, and we're going to give you some complimentary copies of Josh two of Josh's books that I believe will be a blessing. Uh, I also want to encourage you, download today Christy Kimmel Murray's book, Grace-Based Discipline. Grace-Based Discipline. We've had, uh, I'm sorry, Karis, uh, Kim O'Murray, we've had Karis on with us a couple of times uh, to talk about grace based discipline. How do we uh, parent our children in the way that God parents us? And you think about how merciful and gracious He is to us. Doesn't mean that there aren't boundaries, uh, but He always deals, deals with us from a place of grace. So I would encourage you to download that. But why don't you stay on the line? Our team will get your information and get you a copy of uh, a couple of great books from Josh and Christy. Uh, Phone number again, 877-LIVE-675. Let's quickly try to get Becky in. Becky is listening in Indiana. Hey, Becky, I got about a minute, but I wanted to fit you in. What's your question for Josh?
3: Well, I wish we had a little bit more time. I just wanted him to touch upon the anxiety that teens are going through, and some of it is pandemic-related, but other, I think, is just the normal, you know, things that teens go through. Sure. I have a son who's 13, sure. and he, uh, he was always very brave, uh, try new things. And then at 13 came along, and I watched his confidence kind of dwindle. He has a lot of anxiety about different things. And how do we as teens, I mean, as parents, Support those teen years, sure. build them up, but don't play so much into it uh, that we uh, maybe. Uh, I don't want to ever uh, make the problem worse. I want to know what are some better things I can do or say to support him coming, becoming a strong faith-based young man. Um, he has strong faith, so that is good. He does lean on prayer, but you yes. know, it's just it's it's a hard time to be a parent, is what I'm saying. And I, I mean, agree. kinds of suggestions?
0: Well, I'm with you there. I got a I got a 14 year old daughter. I'm with you in this journey, Josh. Let's try to answer as much as we can. It might have to carry over across the break. But why don't you go ahead? What would you say to parents who have teenagers that's had to live through all of this?
1: Hmm. Yeah, I would say uh, one of the, you know, bounces off the last conversation we had is celebrating our kids for who they are, and, you know, and not mourning who they're not. Uh, I think so often we tend to want to live our lives um, w- hoping our kids like what we like and that thing. But I think the more we can press into their strengths, the more we can press into what they love and we can encourage them in that, it it, it enables them to start believing in themselves in in what God has gifted them in. And we can support them in that. That. And then number two, uh, and I know we got a short period of time and I can break these down a little bit, maybe after the break. But the other thing that I would just say too is we know through research that screen time is just a, um, it, it is, you know, increased screen time is leading to anxiety and depression in kids. And I would yeah. just say the more that we can give them opportunity off of screens to discover who they are, um, they're going to have a better opportunity. To, it's just going to decrease the anxiety, decrease the depression. So I think champion them for who they are becoming students of them, and then just really monitoring the amount of time that they're on screens as best that we possibly can. It's just, it, it, it. it's a hard battle, but I think it's one we have to fight.
0: I appreciate your call, Becky. What a huge question that we're all dealing with. So appreciate you, Father. Bless Becky. Bless her, her son. We join in as prayer partners with them today. We pray that uh, Becky's son will be as bold as a lion knowing that he has your grace, your favor, and your blessing upon his life. And Lord, I pray that you would help Becky to continue to affirm the strengths that you place within her son and continue to be a support to him as well. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Folks, I hope you're being as blessed as I am through this conversation. You can find out more about Uh, Famous at home in Josh and Christie's ministry by going to our website, equipradio.org. We'll be right back right after this. On Equip, we tackle the tough issues, and there sure have been many this past year, but we continue to confront them with the relevant biblical truth of the gospel. As we turn to a new year, will you join our Christ centered approach by becoming an auto gift monthly partner? Keep Equip on the air in your community and across the nation. Your $30, $50, or $85 a month gift will make a huge difference in this new year. Equip yourself and make a difference for Christ and his kingdom at the same time by calling 888-644-4144 or go to EquipRadio.org. Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks. What your children are feeling matters. As parents, we need to affirm that message, not to minimize their feelings, punish their emotions, or to dismiss what they're going through uh, emotionally, but to affirm that what they're feeling is important, to give them encouragement, to come alongside, to direct them to the eternal Word of God. This is what Josh and Christy do through famous at home ministries, and they've given some great. They've written some great books. I want to encourage you to uh, get your hands on the kids' books that they've put together. Uh, Josh, what what do you hope parents and their kids get from these stories of
1: Willow and Sam? <sighs> Great question. I, I think it's that that paying attention, you know, um, seeking the underlying motivation behind our kids' behaviors, and being able to enter into their story and help them write a coherent narrative. You you mentioned being a Gen Xer. I'm I'm the same as you. I'm on that verge of Gen X, Millennial, uh, depending on who who who's the definition is. But I grew up in an environment where we didn't talk about emotions. I grew up in a in a yes. time where, you know, it, it you know, men don't cry, you know. But what we've learned through research is that, and, and you see it through the, through the scriptures, uh, is that uh, Jesus cried. Um, the, the importance of being able to cry, the importance of being able to enter into our emotions, and and that doesn't mean that they take advantage or they take control of us. You know, Proverbs. Um, says, you know, that patience is better than power and controlling one's emotions than capturing a city. But we can't control our emotions uh, if we don't recognize them. In fact, if we ignore them or we suppress them, they actually control us. And so the, the earlier we can teach our kids to recognize their emotions, uh, the, the, the sooner they're able to take control of it, to recognize it and be able to feel it. Because what we do is when we suppress negative emotion, and we also suppress positive emotion. We suppress joy and happiness. And so um, we want to be able to feel and experience a wide range of emotions, knowing that God, the Father himself, yes. is the creator of those emotions and wants to ent- use them to enter into our world and even speak to us. Yes. And man, the earlier we teach that to our kids, uh the, the the sooner they become uh, just warriors for Christ and being able to recognize their own, building their own self control and love and joy and peace and patience, kindness and faithfulness and good. Because that, that's the fruit of the spirit right there, that's right? Really, it's like yeah, when, when yeah. our kids, uh, you can only, as Pete Scazzaro says, you can only be as spiritually mature as you are uh, emotionally. You can only be as emotionally mature as you are spiritually mature. They go hand in hand. And so if we're growing spiritually, we're going to be growing emotionally. All
0: right. Last question. Homegrown. Talk about this forthcoming study that you have going.
1: Ah, fantastic. Yeah. So Homegrown is a study. It's cultivating kids in the fruit of the spirit. And so we just walk our kids through uh, the fruit of the spirit. It's a Bible study that walks parents through the fruit of the spirit, but it's interactive in that there are individual, there's questions uh, and activities to be able to engage your kids through that journey as well.
0: Yeah, I love that. And and how does that go with the books that you've already done?
1: Yeah, so the 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 books that we've written are children's books, so you can sit down with your kids and read them to your kids, and they engage the story. Homegrown is a Bible study, so it is a six-week Bible study that you can do with other parents, you can do with other families, or you can do as a family yourself. So it's a more in-depth study. I know we're just
0: scratching the surface. There's so much more to this discussion. I mean, at the end of the day we have a a world of emotions that adults are navigating through one of our callers called in uh just reminding us of what this last year has been about socially what's happening in our society politically what's happening economically for some all these things are real so one of the big things that we need to do is make sure josh you said it earlier we're getting help for our emotions and uh, getting uh, counseling and staying in connection with our local church, pastoral leadership, uh, so that our emotions can be under the the grace of God. And, and you know, one of the sayings that I often say uh, to my church family is that emotions make great servants but very poor masters. So we need to listen, but we need to make Ooh, sure that we keep them under the lordship of Jesus Man, you and Christy are such a huge blessing. I've gotten three pages full of notes. I'm not joking. I've been taking notes through this whole thing. So I just want to say thank you. And I just want to say on behalf of my kids, the next time they say, Daddy, I don't want to go to bed, I'm afraid, I am going to say, you better thank Josh because if it wasn't for him, (laughs) you might be in trouble. But I'm going to be patient and kind. I appreciate you, Uh brother.
1: I uh, appreciate you too. Uh, blessings. The Lord's blessings on you and your family.
0: All right, brother. Thank you. Famous at home. You can find out more at our website. That's equippedradio.org. Equippedradio.org. Also, order the resources. What do I do with worry? What am I feeling? These our books that the Straubs have uh, written in order to help us to deal with and navigate our emotions. We certainly can use your partnership. We've been a blessing to you. Stand with us so that we might be able to continue to equip Christians to live, share, and defend their faith. Dial 888-644-4144. Remember, Equip with Chris Brooks is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.